Fucking hell. I'm sorry for this. Uh, if this is your first time listening, this is what every episode starts like. It's a nightmare. We have to do this. Yeah, we, we get paid. We actually, this is, this is a secret, um, behind the scenes secret, you know, don't, don't tell this to anyone, but we got a very lucrative sponsorship deal where they asked us to, I'm not even going to reveal who it was. They just, it's, it, it's kind of wild. I kind, it's kind of mm-hmm. wild that they pay us so much. Like they pay us like 1000 per, per host, per episode. Mm-hmm. And they just said, prizes. we're not going to, re- we're, we're not allowed to reveal their name and we're not allowed to actually read an ad. We just need to make the intro as obnoxious as possible. Yeah. Let's just say it rhymes with Borg Chloros. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say it rhymes with the, the <laughs> blue girls sorta. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just let's just say it uh, rhymes with blefezos. Yeah, <laughs> um. we haven't recorded in a while. This is the age of uh, pods, by the way. Yes, hello. <laughs> it's everybody. getting increasingly confusing now that we actually talk about uh, spoilers. The age of ads int- uh, title track. Yeah, but it's, it, then it, it gets less confusing again. That's so. true. And we have a special guest tonight on the confusion. pod. It's uh, everyone's darling. Uh, um, it's the incredible. It's the unbelievable. It's the very good and nice Elliot. Hello. <laughs> How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. Everyone is asking how are you, but nobody keeps, nobody's asking who are you? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> it's a great question. One which I'm not equipped to answer. Fair. I understand. It'd be kind of creepy if you were, to be honest. Like, uh-huh. That's fair. If you Why just... are you? <laughs> what are you? And when Damn. we die, do we rot? Wait, hold on. When are you? I don't know. Now? Oh, damn. What year is it? The worst. Oh, fuck. It's the worst. <laughs> yeah. All the calendars we just... Yeah. 2018, 2019, bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely also the year's fault. It's not anything else. No, it's just... But you know yeah. what else year it is? Why? Hey, what else it's year the is age it? of odds. <laughs> That's thing. true. It is the age of odds. That's so true. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> Nobody is, nobody's brave enough to say this. And we have so many... Uh, topical jokes to catch up on oh yeah um, yeah it was at home it's been about two months it's been about recorded. two months that's true yeah since uh, we last recorded borat 2 got announced and released <laughs> and forgotten yeah. by everyone last time we recorded i was pretty sure i knew what i wanted my next album to sound like and now you can listen to that album uh-huh. yeah that's so it's wild entirety. The pure, the pure Muffman's newest album is out, and it's yeah. uh, yeah, it's really good. It's on all the Steam platforms, <laughs> and it's a good tune. Last time we we talked, uh, the place I live, which uh, I'm gonna dox myself and say Germany, was like pretty cool. On like, hey, you can you can go out, you can hang out with friends. Uh, it's fine. It's over. The, the the illness that I'm not gonna name is over and now it's like we're getting full lockdowns again, baby. Yeah. Mm, yum yum. Yeah. We need one of those. We need one of those bad. Yeah, you didn't even have one, mm. right? We kinda had one. Well yeah, in the first then... few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> they're like, yeah, but, you know, you can still uh, you know, you can you know, and then, and then, you know. Since the last time we recorded, uh, Trump got the Rona and now he's okay again. And now he's immune and better than ever. 
Yeah, he's healthier than he's been in 20 years. Yeah, which is... And on, like, terrifying brain-eating steroids. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully terrifying brain-eating. I've been... I've been to Switzerland in the in the interim of the last this uh-huh. the last year episode and this episode. I've been on tour with a theater piece, and uh, we Ooh. none of us got the Rona, and we were all very uh, careful to get to like be be as safe as possible. And it was a fucking great time. You really got like it's, the one time frame. It's true. Uh, yeah, where it was like. <laughs> possible to do uh, stage performances again i'm pretty sure theaters are like like for for like one month or two months theaters were like open again with like very strict regulations and i don't think that's still a thing yeah maybe that's over but i don't is it really sure yet i don't know anyway i got lucky that i got like yeah in this very very small time frame i got like three paychecks so that's good nice nice yeah Cool. I mean, not not that you need it besides uh, our awesome sponsorship, <laughs> deal, but yeah, you know, side hustle. You gotta rise and grind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I moved two days ago out of my dad's house. Oh, that damn. Was, oh, wow. Uh, a lot. You got roomies yeah. now, like real roomies yeah. that you're not blood relatives with. Correct. Fuck How's up. that working out in the first two days so far? Uh, so far, fine. Cool. <laughs> I'm, st- you know, it's like, you know, every, every house has its like, uh, you know, uh, sort of unspoken rules about like what to do stuff. And I'm, you know, it's calibrating stuff, but it's, yeah. it's good so far, you know, do your roommates know your podcasting? Uh, well, I'm in my car right now, uh, because it's a shameful act. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> this isn't a car seat headrest podcast. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good concept to do a Cassie Tedros uh, podcast where everyone is in their cars. Yep, bringing it back to twin pods. Yeah, you need, to, <laughs> you need it to sound as shitty as the original SoundCloud release of, or what was that, Bandcamp release of Twin Fantasy sounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because like after, after I moved, like in the first like week or two, like my, my roommates, like, you know, figured out that I was podcasting sometimes. And then they <laughs> later figured out that I'm podcasting a lot. <laughs> Gosh, Yana sure has uh, long, complicated conversations with his imaginary friends all day. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wonder what he's... <laughs> It's why that all of Janusz's uh, Zoom classes are in English and it's <laughs> happening in the evening. <laughs> and they are really like contemporary meme heavy. That's weird. Yeah, they're really funny. <laughs> yeah. I want to go to whatever school you're going to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to meme school, baby. <laughs> Whoa. Meme school, like David Bowie said in the one, that clip. What? Did he say and that? Like, yeah. Like a clip, there's like a clip from like 2003 where David Bowie just says meme school. <laughs> okay. Is there, any, is there any context around that? I, or? I don't know the, I don't know the context and I don't that want to. It very good. I'm, I'll, I got it in here in the Discord chat. Everyone at home, go ahead and pause the podcast and uh, look up David Bowie meme school. Um, God, yeah, I'm going to watch this clip. Yeah. Oh my god, he said it. <laughs> he said it. And he said it so well. No. It's so enunciated. <laughs> this is oh, that's so awesome. Whenever he's got this like smile. He's yeah. like, yeah. I know what I said. You know what I said. We're all on the same page. Uh, Elliot, aren't you studying linguistics? Isn't that kind of a meme school? I am basically going to meme school. <laughs> meme in the sort of Dawkins I mean, sense. Yeah, I don't know if um, like I I put something on uh Facebook the other day that was a um like a graph that my linguistics professor showed us as part of a lesson, and the graph is just like a line graph with two like labels and. The like solid line says English speakers, and the dotted line says chinchillas, and I think that's really all you need to know about linguistics. Mm, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Got to flatten the curve, I guess. <laughs> oh, I love this great topic of humor. Uh, but um, we're not a we're not a meme podcast. We're not a, no. 
we're not a school podcast, you know. We're not. A, <laughs> we're not even a David Bowie podcast, even though David Bowie did arguably also put bleeps and boops into his music sometimes. <laughs> uh, but That's we're right. Sufjan Stevens podcast, and we are specifically an Sufjan Stevens podcast that goes song by song and talks about the album Age of Arts. Title um, track time, we baby. Are. Title track. Mm-hmm. Title track. Interestingly, uh, now the the album the album is called The Age of Odds, but the song is just called Age of Odds. So yeah, uh, that's discuss. always confused me. I never noticed that actually. Me neither. What happened to the what What happened there, Sufia? What happened to the D? He got less certain. <laughs> He's like, well, this is this is an Age of Odds, just one. Oh, maybe we had several <laughs> takes. And yeah. he wasn't sure which one. Yeah, that makes sense. He didn't feel so definitive about it. What is an odd? Hmm. Uh, an odds is I looked this up. It's like a uh like a wood carving tool. Okay. Like sort of um sort of like an axe. Uh yes, an arch blade. Uh at, at right angles to the handle used for cutting or shaping large pieces of wood. That doesn't help me at all. <laughs> To know that, um, maybe uh, the age of of odds, the Earth is like a is like a wood block, and uh, God has come okay. to with his odds to 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 shape it. Okay. Well, so an odds is also a vampiric being in you folklore, uh, which I think is a vampiric being. Yeah. So it's Eternal like eternal um, living afterlife exactly yeah it's okay. a, it's like a like a um folklore thing uh it possesses it possesses humans but it like usually takes the form of a firefly okay um but it can turn into a human to possess people yeah well genius says about this they say as explained by sufyan himself odds is a misspelling of odds and then there's a quote from him why did you call the album the age of odds i don't know i don't know i mean the odds is really a misspelling of odds that's taken from royal robertson he has all kinds of text in his work and his visions are all written out in this messy script he was a sign painter for a living before he was an artist and his signs became double entendres messages that had dual meanings because of all the misspellings and grammatical mistakes so it's great that we have a ling- linguist on this podcast because this <laughs> is you know science is all what linguistics is about as far as i remember yeah uh, that's interesting odds but he in, really like, doesn't give like, an answer to that like what <laughs> what this means <laughs> odds yeah. as in like chance and and and, and bait right i think so yeah i mean I, that that like reflects in some of the lyrics i feel like I feel like it's like intentionally ambiguous mm-hmm. oh my god <laughs> this is not confirmed but this genius user also came up with the theory that odds is a combination of ad latin phrase meaning in the year of our lord anno domini mm-hmm. and the last letter of the alphabet yeah i saw that yeah. it was like a really interesting take that's okay clever enough. odds means in the year of our lord Z. I i don't know maybe, maybe so like it's... is that meant to like be like the end of the world kind of thing like the last year or just something i guess that makes sense i mean the le- the this song feels very apocalyptic. I think, like I said in the the All Delighted People episode, like this this song in particular, it feels very like fucking yeah, volcanoes erupting, shit mm-hmm. just cracking open, and you know, volcano everything's fucked. Vesuvius, yeah, making connections here. <laughs> it's like poetry and rhymes. Uh huh. But what if the vampiric <laughs> being that Elliot brought up? Is the um, the being on the album cover? Oh. But there's a there's like a photo here on Genius, but I'm not sure if it says it, it takes the form of a firefly, though it mm-hmm. will transform into human shape upon capture. So who knows? Um, but yeah. to me, like this, to me, like this person on the album cover of Age of Odds always seemed like I, I always assumed it's like an alien or like a yeah, you know, robot or something. But the it's thing like, is. You would not believe your eyes if 10,000 fireflies. So that was, that's why he like put a different kind of being there. All right. This is, this is true. I, I, w- I truly would not. I, um, yeah. 10,000 is a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of fireflies, my dude. <laughs> are, you, are you sure about that, <laughs> Mr. City? <laughs> what if it was Art City? Art City. Mm. 
I don't know. That's nothing. <laughs> anyway, good song, right? I mean, sounds good. Pretty good. Sounds fucking great. Yeah. Sounds so great. The last, the last sentence of like the Wikipedia page for this odds is there is no defense against an odds. Oh fuck. And like Ooh. that. Oh, no. You know, that's how I feel about the album or the song also. Ah. <laughs> Jan, are you going to be able to edit this episode in the next three days? Because this is some great Halloween content. Ooh. Oh, yeah. This is possible. This is doable. The age of ah. Ah. Like a screaming. <laughs> By Boof Jan Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> just, just fucking. Just, Reuse that joke from the Blue Velvet episode. Yeah, it's fine. Woo. It's fine. Um, I interesting. Think, that- I think comedy is just like repeating the same joke over and over. And that's what people love. That's why people love catchphrase-based comedy. It's the highest form. Yeah, it's the highest <laughs> form of wit. <laughs> catchphrases. Um, it does also say uh, people possessed by an Oz are viewed as witches. So, like again, maybe connecting to the uh, Royal Robertson a piece of like um uh you know mystical being so mm-hmm. i i uh here's a picture of it if you want to go ahead and look up a picture of what an odds look like and it does kind of look like uh the thing sorry i just had it drop it in discord here good audio oh people love this oh wow oh yeah this is so like this is the album cover. It kind of, yeah. You know. I wonder if that was like had anything to do with it, like actually, or if it's just like ooh coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> that's up to that's, us, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah. Much. We are. This is why the people come here to uh, to, to our <laughs> podcast is to actually to get the definitive take on on <laughs> these kinds of issues. It has yeah. been undecided so far, but after after this goes up. There's like, you know, the histories are going to be rewritten. All the, all the alternative takes from the genius are going to be deleted. They're going to put the, <laughs> on the Wikipedia page, they're going to um, put us into the citation section. Yeah. Sufjan will memorize word for word what we said it was yeah. and he'll repeat it at every interview from now on. <laughs> He's just going to play the, uh, the podcast audio on his live show before he plays the song. <laughs> he'll open his mouth and like our words will just come out. <laughs> Like the like talking fish, you know, that like you can put like Alexa to or whatever, but it's like he opens his mouth and it's just the podcast coming out. That would be pretty epic. I think people will call him a visionary for that. Um, it rots is how the song begins. No, the it song rots. begins. The, the song, song begins, begins with, some, with noise, with noise, and yeah, the count in already recreated that. Yes, true. And then there's oh whoa twice yes. and then it's it rots so <laughs> <laughs> all right let's analyze yeah, the old part what yeah no mean? i mean i mean come on you can't just like you can't just reduce music to text and just fucking ignore music all right that's i will true. not stand I, for this kind of analysis someone here has been getting into music theory recently <laughs> <laughs> um, I, have you been able to figure part... out the intervals on this one yan Oh, no, no, no. They're not played, like, in one MIDI uh, piano, and it's one uh, at a time, so <laughs> not quite there yet. Yeah, I'd love to do, like, a Roman numeral analysis of Age of Odds. Just That's a very uh, easy, convenient song to start uh, with doing that. <laughs> All right, yeah. music theory day one, sit down, let's do Age of Odds. But I'm already at the thinking... point where I'm... Oh, sorry, Jan, what were you saying? No, 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 go on, go on with your... I'm already at the point yeah. where I'm like, what, what are we really learning if, you, if we look at, like, fucking Roman numeral harmony intervals? Is, is this anything? Yeah. Because, like, yeah. I, I've been watching these uh, YouTube videos where they're like, look at this very complicated, very beautiful song, and then they go into that and they, they look at, like, every Roman numeral harmony interval and, and like decoded but it, but this so this is so uh sort of like gets very narrow again with that yeah, yeah. And it's like always like oh there's there's like of... tension and then there's release and it's like not everything in the world is like these two things you know yeah yeah well, that's the it thing it's like once you... focuses on western music like only that too. yeah and it's like it sort of takes the takes the magic out of it if you like 
you know, if you try to break it down into its into its its base components, you know, sure. of just like, oh, it's just this. But like, you know, I mean, I've it, it and it's also assuming like that just this sound creates a feeling. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and it's sort of overly reliant. I think a lot of like traditional uh music theory analysis is too reliant on like the um like you're saying like just tension and just release when like yeah chords can do a lot more with with it all right everyone let us know how much you enjoyed the great chord talk <laughs> uh sound off with your favorite norman roman numerals yes please um minor two six like, <laughs> that's uh yeah that's a classic i think yeah. um i was gonna say in the noise part i like the i'm not sure what it is like a flute or something mm-hmm. it goes oh yeah that like <laughs> that whole thing is just very uh it's very fun big chaotic mess yeah, to bring in it's got very manic energy which i just like relate to heavily mm-hmm. it's yes. pretty good i like the I don't know. We have we have kind of avoided to talk about uh, uh, the ascension very much, but like I I feel like the noisy parts on this one are like m- somehow much more pleasant to listen to than some of the noises on that album. Yeah, I agree with that. And like I yeah. guess that's intentional <laughs> that you make them hard to listen. But yeah, still, of course, yeah. it's nice to hear some music that sounds good. <laughs> hot take true. i like listening to music true, that sounds true, true. <laughs> yeah that's the thing you can you know you can shit yourself as a like an artistic statement but at the end of the day you still smell like shit so it's <laughs> <laughs> very deep God, the genius know. is so <laughs> i don't know if i'm going i'm going there with you <laughs> uh, i've been God, the for the past like few hours i've just been talking to uh some uh, uh australian friends who insisted that somehow everyone in melbourne seems to have a piss fetish so it's like um. great to continue that level of talk <laughs> everybody in melbourne just like yeah they were like the, they were the like they've, they've dated like three or four people uh, in a row that all like d- a few weeks into the relationship, they figured out that they have a piss fetish. Ah, okay. Maybe I just that says something about that. How person. does it? Yeah. How does it take a few weeks though? Just like law like, of attraction. <laughs> that's that's also interesting. And I feel also, like you won't you won't like uh, say it on the first date, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but at that point, if I it guess. keeps happening. You just like you just have to ask yeah. before you go anywhere. Just be like, "All right, listen, I like you, but like, I'm gonna need to check. Do you have a piss fetish?" Uh-huh. And then you go, you move, you move on from there. You know, you move to a different city. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I really think Nothing. I think that's something that a friend of the show, a Bridget, once said is that just uh, like very recently, it's like I think piss is like the most recent fetish that's been a little bit normalized. So okay. <laughs> So people normalize it. Just mm. like admit it now. I think that's what's happening. Maybe in, yeah, Me- maybe. in Melbourne specifically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it started in Melbourne, sort of a grassroots, grassroots movement. <laughs> and um... <God. laughs> all right. So the genius annotations on like the first few lines are super helpful because the first two lines are: I have known you for just a little while, but I feel I've known you. I've seen feel I've seen you when the earth was split in fives and. Uh, Annotation on this is Sufyan barely knows the person in question, yet he feels deeply connected to them, so much so that to him their connection stretches back to the creation of the earth split in five. So great job just restating the line. <laughs> That's what you do sometimes. What, what what's the five? What's name name the five yeah, things, I was please? Um, wondering about that too. Is it earth, wind and fire or what? No, I think uh, it's like Australia, it's the fire, Americas, uh the like Eurasian continent, uh, uh, and he talks Antarctica. About... Antarctica <laughs> you know, yeah, that's five. That's five. I, I'm not sure if Africa counts as this. No, Africa is the fifth. Yeah, counts as a country. Wait, yeah, what about no Australia? Doubt. And there's also like a ton of like little islands. I guess I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. Hey, uh, Sufyan. There's a lot more than five uh, <laughs> land masses on on the earth. So maybe try again. Yeah. yeah. What about? No, I... 
I think what that's about not... Ireland? What about Britain? Yeah. My what point about... is that that's probably not true. Like, why would you refer to the continents and and like that they're not split anymore? Like, it's, I, my point is that it's he's oh, talking maybe. about five elements or something. No, but it's like they, they oh, were maybe. like originally <laughs> one landmass, right? And then they yeah, split. Yeah, yeah. Pan, yeah. Yes. Pangea. Yes. Yeah. But, but but like but read the line. <laughs> I feel I've known you when the Earth was split in five. So I feel I've seen you when today, the Earth was split in five. Yeah. So are, like are when we, it what? split into fives, maybe but it's like interesting now it's that, in fives, hmm. or like what, it used yeah, to be split I mean. in fives and now it's not. Yeah, is he like a time traveler and they're talking that they're like both time so. traveled into the, the past and they're standing on Pangea and they're like, no, 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 all of this is bullshit. This is not about continents. This is, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. either, either, you, either you agree with me <laughs> or we move on. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna Google Earth split in five. Yeah, maybe it's uh, like split into E A R T H. Okay, so there's like some really fucked up thing given to me from uh, on Google because there's like some YouTube conspiracy videos that are like called the three D to five D Ascension Earth split that is happening now. Ascension, oh love it. Hey. Love it already. Trying to warn us. Global wake up call. New Earth. <laughs> like, damn. That's awesome. Wanna get uh, into this now. There's no God, the, the Wikipedia for Pang Pangia doesn't like specify if it's like five or not. Or maybe it does, but it's like the only thing I see is um a picture that says the earth split into five layers, but it's like like the core and the mantle and the crusts and it, they're not labeled, so I'm like mm -hmm. going off of my like middle school geology knowledge. I but... think the crust is the most I mean... tasty part of the earth. Do <laughs> <laughs> you ever eat the earth crust ground. first? <laughs> Huh? Like yeah, I like dip it in barbecue sauce. Ooh. Oh my god, yeah, this this conspiracy YouTube video, like, I'm looking at the thumbnail, and this is insane, I'm just gonna send you a screenshot of this. Uh, because there's like a, there's like a visual of like souls ascending to heaven oh, here, shit. and like there's... I mean that, what if, what if this is all about, oh. You better be ready. It's so freaky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the picture like underneath. Like, what's going on there? It's... I love the the fucking game theory red arrow. Uh huh. <laughs> Just to seal it. This is you. Okay, this but is an Earth theory. So we figured it out. So this is this is some end times, uh, end times I mean, that, shit. Yeah, so so we basically sense. solved so, so... The, the mystery that this is like they are talking at a point where the um, apocalypse, like you said, Jan, that you associate this with that already started and so this is in the future the age of odds <laughs> maybe yeah for i mean like yeah it seems reasonable it, it like harkens back to a lot of like apocalyptic um imagery so surprising oh my god the annotation for the line i am a watcher i see it watcher is once again incredibly pretentious they're like sufyan <laughs> is a songwriter and artist uh, as a songwriter and an artist watches his own life, as William Shakespeare says in Neil Gaiman's excellent comic book series, The Sandman. And then there's like a long unrelated <laughs> quote, like, why the fuck are you bringing up this comic that Sufjan definitely hasn't read because he's not a dweeb? <laughs> and then it I says, this causes him to conflict him with what his girl wants in the previous life. <laughs> I hate this so much. There, there is no girl in the age of yeah. I was gonna Come say on. like <laughs> out of out of all of the out of all of the like Sufjan like songs and narratives to try to insert like heterosexuality. Some yeah, like some some girl into this. You can't even like it's not even about it's I don't know not about like a person as far as I like. It doesn't it. feel like. I mean, the genius insists on it. Like the genius says, the title track goes with theme of life, death, and love, seeing all through the lens of the other. And they're like trying to explain how this is like about a relationship. But like, if if you go to the outro, it once again says Sufian is nearing the end of his relationship. Um, it doesn't. It super doesn't feel like a relationship song to me. I it, think this yeah. is about like this. This is about like life man it's about the big so i things. think like i think that some of that like like i don't know idea of it being about a relationship can come from the outro but like if you 
like looking at the lyrics, I kind of see it more as like, yeah, you're talking about the concept of love, but like love as just something that you experience in the world and as like a person living like having love for just the things around you because like i don't necessarily think that he's talking to like a like a partner or romantic interest or anything or even like one specific person no matter that relationship i think it's like a very yeah it's like a very you know i don't know like a like a love song to the earth or something Uh i don't know it just feels it feels a lot more um uh, metaphorical, allegorical, I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> it feel yeah, sort of, like, metaphysical, and, and, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it almost has this, like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, old-world, sort of, Greek, um, you know, uh, mythology sort of feel to it. Um, right. There was one, uh, uh yeah, because later he, let's see, uh, he says, in all reflections, I see your method. I see it all. So, yeah. Oh, and the genius here says, uh, one interpretation is that Sufyan sees the material world as a reflection of the divine. And through observing the material world, he is able to observe the methods of the design. Okay, yeah. All of, as above, so below. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that adds up. Right. Um, yeah. So, I think it's, it, he's definitely struggling with something kind of heady here. Mm-hmm some some existential uh you know looking at the full scope of of existence kind of stuff right i think so yeah it feels it just feels very much like the it it really doesn't matter who he's addressing like when he says you in this song it just doesn't feel like that someone that has like it doesn't feel like an individual right like it doesn't feel like someone Um. who has defined features or that has like a it, it just feels very uh very besides the point that he says you yeah it just feels like it doesn't add anything to it trying to view it that way yeah i mean right maybe in the context of the broader album uh they may be connecting to the songs that are about a relationship but like it doesn't say love which is or lover right. or anything so yeah i don't buy it i think mm-hmm. I, I don't even think much of the album is about uh it definitely isn't like about one relationship there there right. might be some songs that are more of like filter devices and mm-hmm. uh, fucking uh all for myself are like kind of about or, or they are like uh relationship song or, or, or they they seem to be like about certain people <laughs> but like Mm-hmm. As a whole, it feels like it's more about like about Sufian, I guess, like about the anxieties he's going through, or like you know the narrator or whatever. Like the fucking okay, too much also had like you know references that were like that could be interpreted in a in the context of a relationship, but it's not really about the relationship. It's really about like about his anxieties, right? Right. And, and there... you know, there's like some other songs like in. This is also the album where he's like most references to himself as Sufyan. So like in mm-hmm. in Vesuvius and uh, Impossible Soul. So it it really feels like it's it's more about like a reflection on himself. Yeah. I don't if know I, I... if we like if we like get to any fruitful point if we just try to figure out what this means. Yeah, I don't think Sufyan, we can. That's true. You know, like f- for him, because we can know, and it's maybe also irrelevant. And even maybe if it is a very personal album, like he's an artist, and uh, yeah, uh, he um, he can ex- uh, to a degree you learn to abstract from yourself, and and we like this art because that abstraction was successful. You know, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, to to bring it back to our discussion uh earlier like yeah you, you listen to it and you just kind of get it totally to it. totally yeah. Yeah. and like, also i didn't like as i say every episode like i didn't hear half the words or understood uh-huh. them it's like i pick up like these little <clears throat> these little highlights like when, <laughs> when when we die we rot and like the end that's very evocative to me because i just love hearing that like it's, it's only that i still love you deeply it's all the love i've got this is just like that's such a pop 
song line. But in this yeah. context, it's very odd, you know, to, to end a song mm -hmm. like that with that line. Because it's well, I think like the way the way that it goes out is very like much the opposite of how it comes in because it has it just kind of goes out with like this nice like it feels like it's kind of wrapped up with a little bow. Yeah. You know, and it's very like like soft mm. and sweet, but of course it comes in like, you know, horns blazing and flutes wilding out and just <laughs> I mean to me this song, like in the context of the album, this song like kind of wraps up the first act of the album, I guess. Like to me ah, okay. every time I was yeah. Like I, I'm saying this as like uh, when I when I first got into this album, I was like listening to the entire album usually uh, in one go. Like I was, I had like some pretty pretty long, um, pretty long transit uh, stuff. Like I, you know, I had to go go with the bus and then go to the train and you know walk a bit. So I could like I could really just like listen to the entire album on like one journey right. and it always felt to me like i always grouped these first three songs together as like the first the first like thematic act of the album and then i grouped the next um let me see look at the tech track list yeah i walked up to like bad communication is the second chunk then vesuvius up to i want to be well the third and then impossible soul obviously its own thing Right. Can you connect us uh, for us uh, the songs to the the parts of the commute that you're doing? <laughs> so like you start at uni or something, and you start with like uh, futile devices, mm -hmm. and then you wait for the bus and you get into the bus and then it's yeah. I'm gonna say like yeah. the just the walk to the bus station would be like the first the first act, uh, yeah. and then like the bus ride would be like one or two acts, and then like a, the uh, just just uh just impossible soul is usually like enough for one train ride <laughs> i think that's how the the vinyl is split actually for the different sides oh interesting I'm pretty sure yeah the vinyl split really weirdly um where like parts parts one through four of um impossible soul are on side d but okay part five is at the end of side c i believe which I have never listened to it on vinyl. I don't own the vinyl. Um, and like, I get that they literally cannot fit a 25 minute song on one side. Um, but I just like, I, I wonder, I mean, maybe like if I were to listen to it like that, I would understand why they did it like that. But I've always found it really interesting kind of like that they didn't, I don't know, they, they like intentionally took it out of order. Well, yeah, why did I put the last part first? That is very weird. Yeah. And like, to me, that feels like, Again, maybe maybe if I listened to it, I would feel differently. But like like the the beginning and the end of an album is kind of the only parts you really don't want to mess with. You know, uh -huh. like that means that like you listen to the you listen to the vinyl and it like the entire album ends completely differently. It just doesn't seem right. Yeah, this is this is this is very weird. I did not know about this. That's huh. I don't even know what to say about because <laughs> I'm I'm looking yeah. at the track listing and. And like ev everything else is like exactly how I like mentally split them. Like it 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 does have these three songs on uh, side A. Um, I walk through to bad communication side B. Vesuvius, all for myself. I want to be well. And Impossible Soul Part Five on C, and then D yeah. for Impossible Soul. But but that like validates me in in that these thematic units seem to make sense. Right. But yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. I, I think. Also, just just like the conclusion to this feels like you know, it feels like we went through an arc uh, with with this, like with starting with um, futile devices, which like starts out very gently, then too much is like super frantic, and then this one starts out with the noise and then comes down <laughs> towards the end. So it's like you know, we went through like one one bit of the story here. Right. A line that always uh, sticks to, or, yeah, sticks out to me is uh, "Don't speak too soon. Don't be fruit loom. Don't excite yourself." Uh huh. Uh, just yeah. Whenever he says "fruit loom," I think of the underwear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah same. So the, the I, genius annotation just says, "Don't be brief. Take your time." But I'm like, huh. okay. <laughs> that's fun. Nice. Oh, that's, I hope that was intentional because that's cute. I think it was probably. Yeah, that's gotta be. It's gotta be intentional. <laughs> Because that's the entire annotation. It, you know what's interesting? I, I didn't even notice this, but in the first chorus, it says, when it dies, it rots. Uh, and then in, in then later, it says, when I die, I'll rot. Mm. Mm. 
and yeah, getting, like, I, getting I, more I only like, hear I only hear the when I die mm-hmm. part. Didn't hear the other one. I'm I thought it was honest, actually. I, I thought it was when he it, dies. Like, See, I always thought it, thought it when we die. <laughs> Interesting. Well, actually, I thought it was when they die. So okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what are all the other pronouns? Hold on. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah. And then there's like before the. Before the outro bit, there's a bit that just like, I've lost the will to fight, I was not made for life, which is like, seems very crushing. It does. To me. Like, but also a mood, am I right? It's a mood. Yeah, mood. <laughs> like it's, I don't know, because th- th- there's this song that is like, we, we mentioned how it's like apocalyptic, how it's like, and, and it's like the apocalypse is just like a theme for Sufjan. We, we mentioned it a couple of times on previous songs. And it starts out with this like crashing, like this is everyone's idea of the apocalypse, is right? right? Like this is this big crashing things thing. And in, in previous songs, it was like Sufjan was very excited for the apocalypse. Like they, mm, we talked about seven how... Seven Swans. Yeah, exactly. How Seven Swans is like precisely that feeling of fuck yeah, it's the, end of the, fuck yeah, it's the apocalypse. <laughs> fuck yeah, dying. <laughs> Yeah, and this one feels like like it starts out like with this big crashing thing, and then it's like, no, I, (laughs) I was not made for this. Yeah, Mm. I mean, in a way, I feel like that's it's still a like, um, like an acceptance of it, but like in kind of the opposite direction, like not necessarily like, yeah, the apocalypse, time to die, but just like you know, I wasn't, I wasn't made for life you it's know, like, I'm, like i have no i don't want to keep going like this is the apocalypse here i am guess so yeah yeah it does have like a very different kind of vibe to it yeah i think yeah, like i don't my my absolute favorite like line in this i think is um the end of verse two uh the like um, the gorgeous mess of your face impressed us, imposed in all its art and just like yeah it's really I mean? good i just think Ooh. it's really cool that is, yeah, man. It, what episode is this? This is like episode 37, uh, 20, 26. 26. <laughs> Not man. counting the I, bonus I'm, episodes. I'm finally willing to admit it. Sufjan is, is, is a, a good songwriter. I'm glad we got here. I <laughs> see. You know, he back can take when you... the words and put them in an order, and I listen to them yeah. and I go, yeah, that's, that's true. Like a few a episodes ago, when. It's a good order. <laughs> When you were like, this is my favorite album of all time, I was like, mm, okay, maybe, maybe we should get there and, and, and admit that Sufjan is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This, well, yes, I think it's my favorite album of all time, but it also has been for a long time, so I don't know. Uh-huh. I this album was really hard for me to get into initially. Uh-huh. Um, my partner at the time uh, was like, we, like, I had been into Sufjan for like a couple years and then I got into this when I was in college um and like I it was very different from like I started listening to Sufjan with Illinois Mm -hmm. um so it was like a very different thing but I just like listened to it and I listened to it again and then I listened to it again and at some point it just like had that moment of like I don't know revelation and I feel like that is a very appropriate feeling for the album is it's like you just kind of something clicks and you're like i understand this or like not understand it necessarily but like feel it in some yeah. way yeah you know this is imagine also being like, you know oh well, yeah imagine you know you're like oh yeah uh mystery of love uh carrying and lowell yeah i kind of know right. what sufjan's about let's check out this song you just you know yeah massive, like Whoa, okay fuck yeah and so initially of course it's just like this is wow like very different um but it it just has so much like cause it it maintains a lot of the especially I feel like it comes out in this song a lot. It comes out obviously in songs like um like Feudal Devices where it's kind of more what people expected from some of um his other work. But uh, there's still like an element of tenderness in this that I feel comes through. Um, that just for me is very like indicative of a lot of his songwriting. Yeah. Like it just it makes you feel I don't know tender is just like the word that I think of. Yeah, but I think it's like yeah, it's it's I think it's the dynamic that makes this album like the dynamic between that tenderness and then like 
the some of the abrasive moments and like the you know when he like 10 tracks into this just drops i'm not fucking around yeah oh my god yeah well and and on this song too his sort of his voice even in the quieter parts it's not that you know like it's very different from how it is on feudal devices it's not that sort of whispery soft it's, yeah. sweet. it's sort of yelpy and and mm-hmm. and very raw desperate almost yeah 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 sort of yeah a, a desperate tenderness that i think is a good like good description yeah. of this album and this song it's definitely the kind of thing that you just like have to i guess listen to and experience and it's hard to explain as like a conceptual thing because it just like there's so much going on lyrically yeah. musically just like tonally um that just leans towards some like uh, like feeling i don't know like, it just brings up something like deep yeah yeah and see that's the that's the th- um Right when it just sort of washes over you, like, like I, I'll admit, like this song, kind of one of those where I'm like, oh, this is still, this is still going. Like it, it runs <laughs> just a little long, right? But like, here's the thing about this album, I, I've said it's my favorite album, and like there are some, I don't think it's perfect, but I think what it achieves, uh, like vastly outweighs moments that are a little less, uh, I guess sharp. Yeah. I understand that. Just like overall. I just think right. there's like nothing really there's there's nothing else really out there that makes me feel exactly what this album is making me feel. And it's right. Mm-hmm. But I can't really put it in, in words like what, what that feeling is. It's just Right. It, it's just very special, I think. And mm-hmm. I, I also took like years to get into it. Like I because I got into Sufyan. A while ago, like uh, before Carrie and Lowell came out or like shortly before. So, yeah, like five years ago. And I got into this album like two or three years ago. So it's like there was yeah. a, there was a while where I was only listening to his like, uh, you know, more acoustic or uh, more like Baroque pop uh, album, just to say the right. dreaded word. Uh, <laughs> but but like it, it's really I really had to like be in the mood where or in the mindset where I had like long winter uh, commutes. Uh, where I could just listen to the entire album and like you know look out of the window of the bus and just like really feel it you know yeah I think that like if I hadn't had someone like encouraging me to keep trying it I don't know how much longer it might have taken me to got to get into um but like having someone that was like I promise it's a really good album just keep listening to it um and so i just like but yeah when it when it really did click it was just like oh finally like get the hype and i guess i don't know if there's that much hype surrounding this album but like at least for for me it was a lot of like it's a good album just listen to it it's sort of the uh to use a term i don't like to use anymore is there sort of the the patrician like you know, like Chad Sufjan fan <laughs> pick. Yeah, that. Oh, I bet you've never heard of this. Yeah, yeah. It put it on the party. I think some. Oh god, some people call. I've seen it described as like IDM intelligent dance music, which is like. Oh, oh I hate that. I hate it. <laughs> My brain is so big. Just say pro. Just say prog pop. Prog pop. That's not much better. Sufjan Age of Odds is its own genre. Yeah, I just want to mention that I that the album came out and I listened to it and I got into it. (laughs) Wow! Just to like like fucking stress my realness as a Sufjan here once more. Yeah, I mean you were like alive in 2010. I guess it's, I was super alive. I was no, and that's like actually the right like, age for Age of Ads, I guess. Yeah, and yeah, it's like also the point, like the point not. because this album was um, this album has, in my opinion, more night stands on it. And 2010 was the year when I did such things. Mm-hmm. It was really like, oh, this is music for me. I can relate to this. Is a thing in my life. Um, I was eleven. Yeah, you were <laughs> not doing Same. those things. <laughs> but yeah. So there, this, this, there's like a, 
the desperate tenderness and like also like a desperate sexuality i don't know i i i I feel and i felt and that i could relate to at the time yeah (laughs) not in this song i think no no this one doesn't so much later on that's a later chapter of this of Mm -hmm. this album but like definitely in definitely an impossible soul yeah i mean once he once he starts like the like i'm not fucking around yeah can just really like he just kind of goes off (laughs) go off king go off king (laughs) all right all right do we have right is that much else to say about the age of ads song about Uh, i'm sorry age of ads no d uh no Gloria Victoria, yeah. those are two chicks. That's pretty yeah. cool. Otherwise, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for her yeah, segment. It is about what are the chicks? <laughs> <laughs> it's Chicks Corner. All you Steve chick watch. Chicks. Uh, <laughs> chick watch alert. We got two of them. Uh, this is basically, <laughs> this is basically his Mambo number five at this point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> A little bit of Gloria. <laughs> In the sun. <laughs> a little bit of Victoria lives in all of us. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's the song. It's great. Yeah, I think that's it's it. Real good. I think we have given once again, once again, we, we nailed it. Uh, mm-hmm. Nobody mm-hmm. will ever need to talk about this song ever again. So that's no, not even Sufjan himself. We found all the subtext. Yes. Uh, we decoded Subtext, all the, the meta text, mm-hmm. hypertext. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, th- th- this is the age of ads actually explained. No, really. <laughs> <laughs> Not clickbait. Not clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the title. This is the age of ads. Not clickbait. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you so much for. All right coming on elliot uh, elliot yeah, do you have anything you to, to plug um i have nothing to plug i don't do anything exciting but uh i don't know keep listening to this my friends are cool yeah i agree keep listening to us <laughs> definitely cool agree yeah and do listen to to pure muffman's new ah, yes. release yeah yeah all of all of my friends do cool music. So listen to that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, well until next time. Until next time. <laughs> I wish there was a cool outro uh, to um No, we we do have a cool Ava outro. Bart. We say we say this every say epi- the, at the end of every week? episode. Well, I I meant like to the song, like so that like but it kind of just fades out. Oh, well. Like there's no like big flute. There's nothing we can end. yeah. Yeah. What if we all uh did the um uh, the guitar or the banjo part at the end of the song. No. <laughs> I okay. Can't do that. I have a banjo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and as, uh, as always. <laughs> additional vocals by Shara Nova. Hey, yeah. <laughs>